Today in Science from Wired. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Wildfire smoke is loaded with microbes. Is that dangerous? Researchers are putting out a call to study the potential effects of bacteria and fungi-filled haze on human health. By Matt Simon. If you're one of these people, especially this year, that's unfortunate enough to breathe wildfire smoke, you're getting a lung full of charred plant material, noxious gases, and if that fire tore through human structures, synthetic materials that have been incinerated in the blaze. And across the board, it's pretty bad stuff that's proven to be a severe harm to human health, especially for those of us with respiratory conditions like asthma. And not to pile on the worries, but that haze also turns out to be loaded with microbes like bacteria and fungi. The problem is that scientists have only just started to study these microbes that are cruising around in the air. So a couple of researchers published a new perspective piece in the journal Science Today. And they're saying that we need a multidisciplinary effort to characterize these microbes better and figure out how they might be making the smoke from wildfires even worse for our human lungs. Lita Kobziar works at the University of Idaho. She's a fire scientist, and she's one of the co-authors of this paper. She says it's not just comprised of particulate matter and gases, but it also has a significant living component to it. Now, it's not all bad. Wildfire smoke could actually spread beneficial organisms into the ecosystem, too. But Kobziar adds, what might the consequences be for the spread of pathogens that we know are airborne? Wait a second. Shouldn't the microbes get cooked to death in the flames? Well, that's not really giving these microbes any credit, because you see, a wildfire burns with different intensities at different spots as it moves across the landscape. Kobziar says at the smallest scales, complete combustion is coupled with incomplete combustion. Even at one centimeter, you could get very high temperatures for long durations, and at the next centimeter, it could be completely skipped and no heat at all. So that degree of variability provides a lot of pockets in which these microbes could survive fire. Oh, good. So instead of dying... They hitch rides on little bits of charred carbon and in water vapor as the wildfire's heat flings all of that muck skyward. And if they end up in tiny droplets of water, they could be well protected from completely drying out as they travel downwind. Kobziar talked about this too. She said, we know that microbes attached to dust particles are certainly transported across continents. 
So we have no reason to believe that that's not also occurring in smoke as smoke travels. But how long do they survive? And which ones survive? That is an open question, and that's exactly the kind of research that we're hoping this paper will inspire. All right, so let's take, for example, the fungus genus Coccidioides. It's a species that lives in soil, and when a fire tears through a landscape, it disturbs the soil, directly by chewing it up with the flames, but also indirectly, too. See, all that hot air rushing upward creates an atmospheric void near the surface of the ground, and so more air rushes in from the sides to take its place. And that creates some pretty fierce winds that scour the earth, and that wind carries those ground fungi into the air and the smoke. So now this air is rotten, and firefighters are out there working and breathing it in, and that fungi in the smoke can cause a condition called coccidioidomycosis. It's also known as valley fever, and it has symptoms like fever and shortness of breath. And this condition can progress to cause pneumonia or meningitis. That's the infection of the tissue that surrounds the brain and spinal cord. And there's also another fungus, too, that's called cryptococcus that has similar symptoms. Coccidioidomycosis is pretty common for wildland firefighters, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention actually considers their profession to be at risk for it. And thanks to climate change, wildfires are becoming bigger and more intense. And in the American West, researchers are starting to find a pretty troubling rise in mycoses cases. Mycoses means any disease caused by a fungus. Enter Mary Prunicki. She's the director of air pollution and health research at Stanford University's Sean N. Parker Center for Allergy Research. She wasn't involved in writing the paper, but she does say fungal spores can act as an allergen and initiate asthma development in the atopic population and have been associated with decreased lung function, hospitalizations, and increased mortality. Overall, many microbes are of concern for human health. But what about those of us who are far downwind? Well, wildfires on the west coast have become so intense that their extreme heat just blasts smoke high up into the atmosphere, and the winds there grab that haze and carry it all the way across to the east coast. So question, are New Yorkers at risk of infection from fungi and wildfire smoke from California? What about the people who live just 50 miles away from the fire, or 100 miles? That's not all that well understood yet. Researchers can sample smoke with drones and characterize its microbial community, but they don't know how this community might be morphing or changing as the smoke plume travels farther and farther away from the fire. Brett Palm says wildfires are typically associated with high winds and strong vertical transport, which is known to loft particles of biological origin. Brett works at the University of Washington. He's an atmospheric scientist, and he wasn't involved in writing this new paper, but he does say it would be interesting to study the viability of these bioaerosols and to understand how far they can be transported in smoke before depositing or becoming non-viable. I should mention here that scientists are working on this. They're flying these planes that are just packed with instruments and measuring devices through the smoke plumes. And scientists like Palm are already getting a clearer picture of what's happening chemically when the smoke ages in the atmosphere and how new compounds form and the old ones dissipate. And maybe there's a similar changeover going on with the microbial community in the smoke. Some species could survive and others die off. Hmm, I don't know. 
But aside from the microbes and the changing composition of the smoke and the extent of the impacts on our health, there are still some open questions. Nancy French says the full impacts of wild and prescribed fire smoke on populations, even fairly obvious impacts, such as how fire smoke impacts people with cardiovascular disease, is not fully quantified nor completely studied. Nancy's a senior scientist at the Michigan Tech Research Institute. She studies wildfires too, but she wasn't involved in this new work. She says there is a need for studies of all components of smoke on health, and microbes are in that category. And that's a big task. Not only do researchers have to fully flesh out the research on those things that make up smoke, like gases and microbes and particulate matter, but they also have to figure out how those components interact with each other in a way that might affect our health. Like, for instance, the burned-up vegetation that's in smoke, we call that stuff particulate matter 2.5 or PM 2.5. And we know full well that it can get deep into your lungs and cause some pretty major problems. See, smoke lowers the antimicrobial activity of pulmonary macrophages in your lungs. Those are the cells that clear your lungs of these nasty microbes. So, could the smoke's PM 2.5 and the microbes work together then? The smoke clears the way so the microbes can get in and start beating up your body? Well, Tariq Ben-Marnia wrote Wired an email. And Tariq didn't work on this new paper either, but he is a climate change epidemiologist at the UC San Diego's Scripps Institution of Oceanography and School of Medicine. And he writes, Another aspect that is important to mention is the potential interaction between such potential infectious diseases transported through wildfire smoke and well-documented health impacts of PM2.5 that constitute the smoke, including a reduction of lung immunity, for instance, by reducing macrophages' activity. These open questions are the reason why Kobziar and her co-authors published their perspective piece. In it, they wrote, addressing these unknowns will require a multidisciplinary approach representing expertise in fire ecology, environmental microbiology, epidemiology, public health and infectious disease, and atmospheric sciences. And if scientists can get a better idea of which smoke-borne microbes could affect human health, then they could help protect populations, particularly in the American West. Like, they could develop an air quality monitoring device that alerts public health officials that there's a particularly harmful fungus or bacterium floating around. Perhaps, then, this new paper will light a fire under the field of fire science. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more – and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.